0: male peacocks those big-ass feathers that they have makes it so they fly like they can barely fly at all
1: they're like these feathers total death trap yeah Mm -hmm. but look how dope i look (laughs) (laughs) hey everybody welcome to episode 291 of coffee with butterscotch the game dev comedy podcast of butterscotch shenanigans i'm seth and i'm the games programmer I'm Adam, and I'm hanging around downtown by myself, and I've had too much caffeine.
0: I'm Sam, drinking candy cane hot
1: chocolate. Uh, This is a show where we talk about life, business, and working in the games industry. Today is December 27th. Twenty-blendy. Before we get started, we have a warning. There's going to be profanity in this show. We'd also like to thank our recurring supporters over at moneygrab.bscotch.net. Thanks for recurringly supporting the podcast. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. This is the last episode of the year. The Ooh. last episode of 2020. And because of some calendar magic, this is both the last episode that we are recording this year and it's the last episode that we are releasing this year. So that's – it's just the last. We're finally synced up, you know. We yeah. are synced up. 2020, well <laughs> – It was a Good time. Riddles. Good riddance, it? Yeah, uh, it's it's to fun this to year.
0: to look back, you know. After well, all this wreckage of various forms and formats, uh, and and
1: just just say what happened. What happened? Uh, so we're gonna do that. This is our 2020 year in review episode. Uh, at the start of this year, we came up. We we did what we always do. We came up with a name, an idea, something that was going to guide us through the year. Sort of a spirit animal to keep us uh, pointed in the right direction for 2020. Yeah, a verbal spirit animal. This year, it was 20-blendy because we said, this year, you know what? Let's embrace change. Let's mix it up. You know, let's – Inject some chaos into our lives a little bit and experience some new things.
0: Now, before anyone <laughs> burns us at the stake for the prophecies slash monkey paw nature of this uh, prediction and wish, uh, yep, we didn't have anything to
1: do with what has happened on a global scale. This as year. far as we know. We just monkey pawed it. Yep. I mean, we did do that. I'll give you that. But mm-hmm. uh, we should have been more specific. That's on us. Uh, so you know, when making a wish, you got to be more specific. Yeah, I didn't realize. That. You got to
0: you got to <laughs> knock on wood when you make wishes too, I think, you know, to cancel out the monkey paw. If Wonder effect. Woman in 84 taught us anything, it's that just mm-hmm. don't fucking make wishes, you know? Don't that's, make wishes. Uh, you got to be ready for the random chaotic consequences. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, admittedly, this was more of a more of a guideline than a wish, but uh, you know, apparently they're I think a guideline <laughs> is a recurring
0: wish. Which is even worse. Yeah. Hey, all yeah. I know is that the power of now, uh, always, you know, they talk about this this wishful thinking, this positive thinking stuff where you, like, bring into being the things you want just by just by thinking about it all the time. They so, never talk
1: about the dark side of that, though. No, you know, they don't. Uh, so this did, you know, this did turn out to be a transitional year in many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, that That's the kind of thing that always happens when we launch a game because it's – it's the end of a, of a chapter, you know, where we're finished with a, a big project and then we have to figure out what to do next. Um, but at the same time, some other stuff changed too. So we're just going to kind of talk through the timeline of the year and the, the big stuff that, uh, that we experienced and some lessons that we took home from those things. So, so starting off in sort of the very beginning of this year, uh, January, February, we were working on Levelhead. It was still in early access uh we were negotiating a bunch of deals trying to figure out how to make this game have the biggest splash we still didn't know when we were going to launch we still
0: didn't know it was going to launch everywhere at the same time we still didn't know on mobile is it going to be a premium title or we're going to have to come up with some some uh free-to-play scheme i don't think we've talked about our ideas for that but we had some schemes got we had some ideas about how we might do that
1: oh Mm -hmm. we schemed we did scheme
0: we schemed like never before Yep. And then we were like never mind, let's not do this. Yeah, we really didn't want to do any of it, but we were scheming, you know. And then but that brought us to like one of those really important deals. And I think the the important point here being that like at the beginning of this year we still didn't know what was going to happen with Levelhead. And and the the thing that solidified what we then chose to do was that we finished negotiating our deal with Google for Google Play Pass. And that was a thing that that we, we can't, of course, like go to the specifics of the deal, but it was a thing that allowed us to say, okay, well, in Play Pass, monetization doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. with the Play Pass deal, we were guaranteed that basically launching on mobile was going to be worth doing. Yep. And so that meant we didn't, we just didn't have to go through the process of trying to ask, how do we make this game as viable as possible on mobile from a monetization perspective? We just got which to say, let's not worry, to worry about, about that. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Go to free to play.
1: Yep. Um, And around that same time that we were trying to figure all that out, we also expanded the team by uh, hiring Jordan as a full-time QA uh, tester. And he has done great work over this past year to develop a bunch of uh, QA processes to get our games into a a much better state. Um, And it's honestly, it's been such a huge peace of mind to just always have a second pair of eyes on everything that's going out the door. Yeah. You know? Um, like in the, up to the moment, and of course we we've spent the past couple of years growing a QA uh, team of of part time uh, and and remote testers and stuff, but but having now somebody full time in house who's just like as soon as we deploy a build, he's ready to pick it up and make sure it's working on everything. You know, um, it's it's been fantastic. Well, we got to the point uh, now at the end of the year
0: because we we put out a lot of builds over the past few months, uh, which we'll get mm-hmm. into as we hit the later part of the calendar year, but yeah. But the end result of this, having having brought Jordan on board, is that is that now, I mean, we we spit out all these builds and they have to they all have to go through the different platforms, you know, requirements, checks, and the in their their cert processes. And this final like the final rounds we've done, fucking spotless. Like they they almost all of them just sail through cert because we've already caught all the things ahead of time. And the ones that don't are always like these really weird things that we just haven't seen yet. And they're, and they're very rare at this point.
1: Yeah, or they're, or they're kind of like a discretionary thing, you know, where some yeah. reviewers like, look, I know that this is technically fine, but I'd really prefer if you did it this right. way. We're like, shit, uh, you yeah. know, can't, can't account for everything, but we can account for a lot of things. And now we are, which is great. Um, so, so it was kind of like January, February. Um, March rolled around and we were prepping for Levelhead launch. And at the same time, uh, I got two talks into GDC. Which then, of course, was canceled because there was a global pandemic. You guys mm-hmm. remember that? Yeah, yep. I
0: remember that. Remember that? Yeah, oh, it's I think still, it was still it's, up to it's still like, going. I think the week before our we were supposed to fly out for GDC was when we finally canceled everything. Yes. At, at as that soon time, as soon as, it was still yeah. so uncertain about what the best moves were, and like the whole country, which like didn't nobody knew. They were like, "Can we get away with it?" Because like, yeah, like the pandemic has started, but like it's just next week, right? Like that's mm-hmm. probably fine. Uh, and 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 looking back, it is hilarious how how optimistic we were about the idea that like that maybe
1: maybe it would be fine if we just can we just that, you know? s- squeeze in under this pandemic yeah. and yep. then go we- see forty thousand other people. Um, <laughs> yeah, also known as being a part of the start of the spread of the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um. So yeah, it, it, like once the NBA canceled, we were like, okay, yep, this is. And then, it was like, and then it was like dominoes, yeah, like it every, every event just suddenly canceled. So GDC was canceled. Uh, I recorded my talks at home and uploaded them to the YouTube channel, which you can now – so now this, this is actually – a silver lining of that is, is if GDC hadn't been canceled, then almost nobody would have been able to see my talks except for the people at <laughs> yeah. GDC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now anybody can see them uh, because they're both on the GDC YouTube channel. So you can just look. I think if you just look up my name, Seth Coster, and GDC, then they'll they'll come up. Uh, so that was super fun. Also, uh, so it was fun, but also, boy, is that a lot of work. Yeah. I always I always forget how fucking hard it is to yeah. put together a really good talk. Um, and then by the time it's done, I always feel like my talk is medium. You know? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, if only I had put in another. 200, 200 hours hour. yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. and, and the um, talks were well well received and it went really well and they've been yeah, shared it was great. really extensively yep. yeah and it was great but yeah they are they are so much work and but all this this was also though the first year the gdc uh sort of put out a nominal payment for speakers right like not enough to yeah. cover your time costs like even close right but but enough to like it was still significant enough that you didn't feel like they were they didn't like throw 20 bucks at you it wasn't like that Because at that point it's just insulting, you know. But it it (laughs) It was a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, it was a substantial amount of money not not for the time spent, but just as an amount of money. Uh, Mm -hmm. And so, so that was nice. Like this has been a problem for the GDC. Since the beginning, basically this sort of exploitation of of
1: labor, uh, and and they actually made some improvements. Well, on and that. admittedly, because we cut out all the travel expenses, you know, it, it almost was a good deal. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: not even not, even, uh, still
1: not even almost, close, but. almost, but still, uh, a lot a lot better
0: deal than it would have been had we spent all the money. And, and there were, of course, some some things that we lost because we couldn't get reimbursed for, uh, or couldn't get Most our money it, back actually. for a lot of things. But
1: yeah, yeah. So so at that same time, um, so so mid March I think it was March 16th we uh, mm-hmm. we all came into the office uh, on Monday and we all kind of looked at each other and we're like we can't we can't do this anymore like this we have to shut the office down this fucking plague is sweeping across everything and we have the ability to work from home because we are a you know we're a software development company and. We and And we have to. So and importantly, we we
0: had decided the launch date of Crashlands or sorry of uh, of Levelhead already. So we knew the Levelhead was going to be coming out the end of April. Yep. At this time, yeah. We we were like, we need to get, we need to leave as soon as possible so that we can figure out how to do all this shit from home. So we have six launch. Yeah, six weeks for launch. Uh, Let's go ahead and just move the whole fucking office.
1: Let's do it. Yeah. You know. So it was, it was honestly kind of emotionally tough because that office was. Um it was to me it was a big deal. I don't know how you guys felt about it, but like we had worked, uh the three of us had worked independently during Crashland's launch, sort of in our in our own apartments. Adam was in Texas throughout that. Um mm-hmm. and then we all moved uh, we got everybody into St. Louis, but then we were just working out of my basement, you know. Mm-hmm. And when we got that office, it was kind of like that first big symbol, you know, of like, wow. But we're doing it. We're really doing it now. You know, like we have a place uh, that we all come to to do our work. And we have like our, our part-time QA, like they come into the office and we have a back room full of like uh, dev kits that they're testing stuff on. And it's, it was like feeling like a – It felt like, like a, a legit
0: game studio.
1: Feeling like a real game studio. And then just like boom. Uh, and we, we we had that for a whole year, right? Or – well, yeah, more than a
0: year and a half. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mid twenty eighteen was when we set up that office, yeah. um, so we had it for almost two years, and it was very much feeling like a home, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and we had to we had to ditch it, so uh, so we switched to work from home, and we've been we've been sort of constantly adjusting that. But we kind of feel like we're getting into a pretty good pace. The one big thing we missed though about remote work, the real bullshit thing about remote work, is that you don't have a whiteboard. Yeah. Mm. Which, of course, as we all know, whiteboard is the best way to get anything done, period, full stop. That's why every time you watch any movie, when there's a smart person, what are they doing? They're writing on a fucking whiteboard. Yep. Oh, no, what? No, they, no, don't have a, they don't no, have a whiteboard? Yeah, they got a window. Yeah. They got glass. They're writing on something vertical with a <laughs> marker because that's how you really like bring out the best of your own mind. Uh, but you can't do that, you know? Uh, when you work from home a mouse or
0: can a, you? A mouse is a shitty pen at the end of the day, yeah. you know.
1: So we're so so our big plan for 2021 right out of the gate, we got to figure out how to bring back whiteboarding online. So we're yeah. going to try to figure out do we need tablets? Do we need something I don't know, something. Do we need a bunch of smart boards that we
0: all have in our in our in our home offices that we can stand up on and have a camera look at our face and project it onto the wall and then
1: yeah, I mean, probably you know, like not, an elaborate an mm-hmm. elaborate system of mirrors. That's exactly. What I was thinking. <laughs> um, whatever the case may be, you know, I, I do think that remote work has its it has its ups, it has its downs, but it definitely needs whiteboards. So, yeah. uh, we're gonna work on that, and uh, and then and then uh, so we shut down the studio or the not the studio, but the the office the studio is still running. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come into April. I should say to also during that month we were in
0: negotiations with Epic. About two things. One was the main one, though. The thing that started it was getting Crashlands in as a as a freebie, uh, which was it was at the time we didn't get to talk about it at all because you know it was all under NDA, so we didn't get to say that we were working on this or that. Even when it was a done deal, we didn't get to talk about it because because for Epic, they're like all these are always a surprise. Like what what's the what's going to be the free game of the week, right? Uh, and so we just didn't get to talk about it. But it was, like we were in these intense negotiations during that time. Um, And that was, that was great. Like it was, it was a good business deal, but it was also a good new business relationship that we got Mm -hmm. to create with Epic. And then along with that, uh, just as a side effect, we also got to launch Levelhead on the platform.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we did them at the same time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's all happening also while we're moving the office.
1: Yeah. 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 So, so we ended up launching Levelhead, it was April 30th, right? Like Mm -hmm. right at the end of April. Yep. Um, so it kind of like the launch of level had kind of bled into May a bit, but, um, so we launched on Steam, Switch, Xbox, UWP, which is the, uh, Windows Microsoft version store. of the Microsoft store, um, the Epic store, the app store on iOS and Google play and also Google play pass and Xbox game pass mm-hmm. also in 12 languages.
0: And we added we added traditional Chinese uh,
1: two weeks before just, launch. Yes, awesome. like right at the last, <laughs> right at the last minute, um, wow. and so uh, it was it was huge in terms of just the breadth of availability mm-hmm. we had for this game. And we had and and we had it,
0: solid featuring on on basically all platforms yep. uh, except for except for Steam and, and kind of a little bit middling on iOS, but uh, but everywhere else, like just. Top notch. Yep. Top notch um, feature.
1: Yeah. So so we felt like uh, you know the launch went pretty well. We got a pretty healthy number of players, especially coming in through like the uh, you know Google uh, Play Pass and Xbox Game Pass because they're you know subscription services with a large number of people in them already who can just grab the game. Um, and so then coming into June, we put together the Void update where we we jammed out a bunch of fun. Cool stuff, kind of built around the power, the the new power up. Uh, yeah. the and shape. we should also say that that was uh, so.
0: So with the launch, like the you near know, the launch went went fine. Um, the the most important thing was we had solid business deals going in, and so and so it almost didn't matter how it went, but it, the it went like as a as a technical process smooth as silk. Everything worked out fucking great. Yeah,
1: this was the first time we've launched something, and we didn't have to panic.
0: Yeah, it was I really say just our, no big deal.
1: I would say, our, uh, well, I'd say our early access launch uh, back. Uh, when we first launched Levelhead onto Steam, was uh, similarly smooth, but it was, it was one just on it was just on Steam, and we can patch Steam instantly, yeah. right? So it was a different animal than launching on you know seven platforms, several of which have, in some cases, you know, weeks long approval processes, especially during the start of the pandemic. Yeah,
0: because leading up to the to when everybody started working from home. Uh, our slowest turnaround time for cert, I think, it was like four or five That's business days. Like it was very fast actually. And then after, as people started to work from home, and and none of these big companies were quite ready for that. and Some of them have really intense, you know, security policies and stuff. And so the the end result of that is that is that those got kicked out. And one of them in particular was kicked out to up to three weeks. And so yep. And
1: that, and that was before so. Imagine that. Yeah. Imagine that you launch your game. Something is truly wrong with it that you feel is compromising the launch. Mm-hmm. And you have to wait 3 weeks before anybody at that platform will even look at your game and tell you whether they're going to well, allow it. We barely the patch, got the final yeah, oh, yeah. it got
0: its final cert uh I think 5 days before the launch. Yeah. It was so despite, it was so barely squeaked by. Yeah, despite yeah. that we turned that we turned that sucker in the first week of April. Like yep. within the first few days of April because yeah. we were like, oh, we, I mean, we know it's going to be longer, but surely it's not going to be more than you know, twice as just, long. And then, and then just, just the kept days – <laughs>
1: oh, Yeah, the God. days just kept ticking yeah. by and we're just like starting to get that, you know, anime sweat beads. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Just like, oh.
0: And the end result yeah. of uh, all of those – of the deals and all this other stuff was that Levelhead has had hundreds of thousands of players at this point. Yeah. Uh, which is – Fucking rad, yeah. But Uh, also, still, it was yeah. It's still yeah. This kind of really great community, and it's still and it's still still to this day. Yep, thousands of people playing it every day, which is fucking awesome. Yeah, but it was also the case that that we we didn't know what we're gonna do post launch because that all depends on what happens, right? Mm -hmm. And so so because while while the game is it's got players, like people love it, it's doing well. uh The the numbers we were seeing would didn't warrant basically like spending you know the next. Two years also working on level head or anything like that mm-hmm. and so so and that was what we were waiting for we were going to find out like so you know, the game did well enough financially um, but it uh, it wasn't going to continue to pay for itself if we continued to just dump huge amounts of of dev resources into it and so that was sort of the the next thing we were like okay let's just let's wrap up this thing tiny bow on it with one you know big spectacular patch and uh, and then so that was our that, the void that was update. the void.
1: Yeah. So we got tons of of fun new stuff into that update that we had always been wanting to do, but felt like, you know, because of the launch coming and all these other things that we never quite had time. And it's just kind of like, a lot of it was kind of stuff that sounds simple, like, oh yeah, we'll just add some extra color options, like to customize some things. Yeah. which which end up like opening up tons of amazing new cosmetic level designs. Oh yeah, and the ideas. results
0: like the the stuff the players have made as a consequence has been spectacular.
1: It's it's amazing. Uh, so we're very we're very pumped, still pumped about sort of what we managed to achieve uh, with that with that patch. Uh, so then coming into July and like July, August, September, kind of like the summer months. Um, that was the point where we kind of had to take stock of like, okay, what's next. Uh, we knew that Game Maker had a big update coming, um, and we also had kept getting these opportunities coming up from from Crashlands. You know, despite it being like four years old, um, like new business deals were presenting themselves from time to time uh, for Crashlands to continue to help support the studio and all that. And we kind of realized like Crashlands is showing its age; it's still using scotch ID. Um, it's not using any of our modern development practices, and it's just it's just hard to work with. Um, and the same thing was true of all of our classic games, you know, our legacy games that we made, like, way back when the studio first started, you know. So basically, two, all, of, was all by 2014,
0: like, right? Like, yeah. All the rest yeah. of
1: them were yeah. six, the, six years yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. The games that we made in the first couple of years of the existence of the studio were causing us a lot of grief because – they were hard to patch and hard to program in, and, uh, th- and they would sometimes crop up with bugs or maybe like, oh, there's a new iOS uh, uh, version, right? And now all of a sudden our games don't work and we have to patch them all, uh, which shouldn't be a big deal, but it always was, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so we kind of decided to take the summer to rebuild the foundations of all of the old games. Bring them into Rumpus, get B scotch ID ripped out of them, um, which meant and, and then also to prepare them to transition to GameMaker two point three. So it was just like this big this sort was of the, tech debt clearing. Yep, this is the tech know.
0: debt burned down rodeo circus mm-hmm. that we talked about for, for yeah. months in the podcast. Rebuilt yeah. all of our tools, like yeah, it was
1: the it was a big thing and it required a big transition plan, the most complicated of which was Was all of the data in Beastcatch ID, all the player saves, the cloud saves, all that stuff, preserving that and bringing it into Rumpus, um, and also making it so that it, like, if somebody updated, say, Quadrupus Rampage, and where it used to be Beastcatch ID, now it's Rumpus, that that player could understand what that means and very easily just sign right back in and just have their stuff. Right. Um, it it took a lot of thinking, but it just it worked. We by the time we got it all done, we got it working, and it was uh, pretty dang smooth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I would I would say we didn't have any like major uh, problems with it. So
0: yeah. And so, while all this uh, while this tech debt burned out stuff's going on, then then my job was to flip over and say, okay, well, uh, you know, if if continued work on on levelhead isn't the pace that we want to be setting for the next. You know, a little while here. Then, what exactly? What the hell are we gonna do uh, to put mm-hmm. out another game to do something uh, big for the studio? And so that's where the discussions we've been. The thing is, we've been talking about Crashlands too for you know since the original came out. Um, and so this finally seemed like the moment to do it, both because of of the success of Level Head and then uh, the continued success of Crashlands, uh, I think that's been honestly one of the big surprising things from this year is just the extent to which Crashlands has continued to just thrive just yeah just continue to thrive you know we got into google play pass mm-hmm. uh recently it's been doing great there um and so it's just been it's one of those very it's frankly very surprising things um just how how long in the tooth this game has managed to get and so we talked about that a lot we did a bunch of research on uh sequels what's important for a sequel how, how do how do people do better with a sequel than they did with the original and the answer um, was uh, it's pure chaos. Really There's knows. no yeah. answer. Yeah. <laughs> pure <laughs> chaos. Um, and so, which our, is always the answer every time we have a question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it didn't. At least, didn't look like it was going to be a dumb idea. Um, it so, wasn't obviously a bad idea. Was was, 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 was Frankly, that's usually about the most that's the best you could, could get. Do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, so with that, then uh, while well, the tech debt was going on, tech debt burned down. Then, then I was just doing a bunch of research and specking out what the hell we maybe could do for uh, trying to take Crashlands up a notch uh, for a sequel. And so that was kind of those th- whole three months was just just a lot of that
1: uh, in the background too. Yeah, so so Sam was working on all that. Um, and then October rolled around. We finished our Rumpus transition. We had our big game design document for Crashlands 2. Um, we were transitioned into GameMaker 2.3. Biscuit ID was largely defunct. I think, except on Crashlands on the Switch. Yeah, I think that was the last bastion of where Biscuit ID was living. They were having a little trouble getting through Cert uh, on that on that update. Yeah, or yeah, re-getting through. Um, right. Which yeah. actually, which actually was largely because of some issues with Game Maker 2.3 that we were yeah. still kind of reconciling. Um. So so we like we were kind of at the tail end of that big transition, and it was time to start working on Crashlands too.
0: Yeah, and the the hope was originally that by, like, in December, we could basically send out a big update to all players and say, hey, we're transitioning off of Bscotch ID, here are the consequences, here's what you need to do if, like, if there's any risk of data loss and that sort of stuff, and then be able to turn it off, like, a month or two later. But uh, but we still got this one game we're holding holding on to, or this one platform. Yeah, so
1: so that... That as as with all plans, that one got postponed a bit. Yeah, uh, but actually, still but,
0: went way better than it had any right to. That whole that whole process. Uh, yeah,
1: it was it was. I, I'm very I'm proud of it. I think it went well. Um, so so then for the past couple of months, we've just been working on Crashlands Two. Um, and it has been an interesting challenge because I think we're approaching this this game in a new way, which is we are not focused on on output. We're not focused on production per se. Right now, we're focused on experimentation and research. So, this is mm-hmm. basically saying, let's really take the time to dig into shaders. Let's do some experiments with multiplayer. You know, let's try some new art tools. Let's try some new rendering techniques um, and just see how far we can push all these things. And then, once we are feeling good about our ability to execute these different mechanics or these different visions that we have of how the game should look and feel and play mm-hmm.
0: um, then, then we start, we start solidifying because we because we, we do have that. a design like we've got we've got that we know what we think the game what we what we currently think the game should look like um, but all of it still does hinge on like for all these different ideas that we have like what what does it look like once we've executed a draft of it right mm-hmm. um, and so so the thing isn't solid yet. Um, but it is solidifying and it has been like this, this, this change in approach has already been pretty spectacular just to kind of watch how, how stuff's, we, we found ourselves with a little bit of pre-optimization, uh, kind of blind alleys we got to kind of walk back out of. Um, but outside of that, the, the progress has been, um, actually quite good. Like like Sam's got a whole new art pipeline now and the art coming out of it is Mm. fucking dope. Uh, so I I, so I can't wait until like we, uh, and and Seth and I are like we're just figuring out multiplayer and it's and oh. it's currently in a just shit state and it doesn't work in any meaningful way. But but it works enough that like two players can walk around and hit and like hit make trees have less health and like see that on the <laughs> other person's screen, right? <laughs> which is which is still pretty cool. But but I, I will say that it's it's it still has a long way to go. It's got yeah. a long way to go. But it is a bummer to me that when I when I'm looking at this, like I'm watching Seth's character run around and I'm running around this in this world that looks so fucking awesome. That we it's just not time yet to share that with anybody. Uh because we And honestly,
1: it's not gonna be time for a long no, time. No, it's not gonna be time for a while. That's
0: oh. like that's my only current bummer right now with Crashlands too. 2, mm-hmm. is that I'm actually now so excited about the the path that it's clearly taking. Um in terms of just how the the quality of the appearance and the quality of the of the game mechanics. Um because we changed, we changed a lot of stuff already from like from what Crashlands was but we're we're still holding true to what we think Crashlands was all about and and those changes are just so good they're just so spectacular but like we don't get to talk we don't get to share it Yeah, you know, I would we don't say, get to yeah, show it to you yet
1: we don't want to we're, we're not trying to take things to a new level we're just trying to take them to the next level right like yeah. all the cool core ideas from original Crashlands just just move them up, move them further down the path of coolness you yep. know um, yeah, my I mean, my explicit goal, and we've mentioned on the podcast with all this stuff,
0: uh, is that the first time anyone sees this game, that they're just like, "I need it! I just fucking yeah. need it! I need it injected yeah. into my body! You're like, gimme, gimme, yeah. gimme!" And so that's just going to take. It just takes a bit. Uh, it's a, we're, we're pursuing a bit of a different method as far as you know the official announcement goes, since we haven't technically announced Crashlands Two yet, um, and for like you know to the press and all that. And mainly what it comes down we, to we is, only, We
1: haven't uh, unveiled it. Yes. You know? yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. And so we, we just won't be doing that until we arrive at that point where we are, we are honestly 100% certain that, that that outcome, where someone sees it and it emotionally resonates and they need it, uh, mm-hmm. is going to be the majority outcome for people. Like yeah. Until this, is, this, this is the sh- thing we struggled the most with, right, is like, is we've made games that once people play, they love Right, that are mechanically extremely good. That yes. are mechanically great. They feel really good. Uh, they like they build communities around them, people who are really into it. I mean, there are pe- people still playing Quadrupus Rampage who are who are fucking mm-hmm. into it. And actually, the last time we, we went to physical GDC in real life, two GDCs ago, uh, we actually got stopped a few times by, when people saw our Butterscotch shenanigans shirts, and they're like, oh, you guys made Quadrupus Rampage, right? Was, <laughs> know, like, out like, of left what? field? because yeah, like, like,
1: I mean, yes,
0: but, but you know. That's not come what on. we're <laughs> for, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so so like so we've done that, but but the thing we haven't managed to really do is make it so that once we had the game and got it out, that we didn't feel like it was a fucking struggle to get people to to care, to like to see it and give it a shot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing we've been struggling with, and so so our and we still had that with Levelhead, even right? Like because Levelhead is fucking great once you play it, but but it, you. There's something getting people about, through that door. Is getting still people tough. through that door, which mm-hmm. we've just been struggling yeah. with, and so, so our really big goal I think as a as a studio um, is that for Crashlands two, that we figured out how to make it so that it isn't a struggle, so that that part isn't a struggle that when people see it, they want to talk about it. They want to share it with other people so that we're not over here trying to like convince them like, Oh no, no. Like it's this, it's this genre. Like you're into this, like it's perfect for you. Like you, this YouTuber or press person, whatever, Mm -hmm. like, please go share. Like we're we're trying to avoid having that part of the stress.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's been interesting as we've been thinking through how to create crash ends to how to think about the marketing or the unveiling, you know, this is also in the context of, of this, like, cyberpunk saga that's been going on, <laughs> yeah. um, where what we saw there was, like, a game that, by all accounts, is fine when it works, right? <laughs> uh, for a lot of people, it doesn't work, barely runs on their device. Um, but still, it em- the, the idea of the game emotionally resonated with people so profoundly, that there was a point during this, during this summer when Steam was doing their wish list uh, event, where where people took to Steam and deleted every game from their wish list except for Cyberpunk in hopes of getting a free copy, even yeah. though they had no idea what the gameplay was, well, yeah, no to, idea how to clarify, the To <laughs> clarify, that
0: event was. Basically, like a raffle where Steam was going to give you a free game on your wish list, right? Um, just yeah. ra- a random subset of users would get a random a game off of their wish lists, right? This could be the top one, that was whichever one is first on their wish list. I yeah, think. but oh, they right, didn't right.
1: convey that clearly enough, yeah. and so people were just like, "Oh no, I I want to make sure that I get this game." Yeah, and so they I honestly, everything. and they're like, "I honestly don't care if I forget about every single other game that I've been wanting. Like, <laughs> I want this one, right?" And so, so something about. Something about what they did and the ways that they uh, conveyed the game, the world that they built, the ideas present in in the game, um, made it so that that game just carved out a a, a permanent space in people's minds where they were like, I don't care what else happens in my life. I need this game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, And so we're going to look at that and we're like, how do we hit – I don't know. Even like three percent of that, you <laughs> right. know. Yeah, one I mean, percent um, of that would be, would be uh, yeah, like funnier, of that right? of that level of. If we had one you know, percent of that,
0: we would have what eight hundred thousand pre-orders of Crashlands. Uh, so uh, I that
1: works. Yep. Is it? I think it's eighty thousand, eight hundred. I
0: think it's eighty. They sold eight million, no. right? Yeah, they sold eight million. Eight there. million pre-orders, pre-orders. So I think ten percent of eighty thousand. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. That's
1: right. But eighty thousand pre-orders would That'd also be, be a great. lot of pre-orders, <laughs> yeah. you know.
0: So yeah, I'm just here's the thing. I'm tired of it because <laughs> uh-huh. our studio executes on the on the launch slash the DevOps side of things extremely effectively. I feel like we execute we on got the cool game mechanics, tech. Got side great of things games. like the the all these pieces. And and I I legitimately so again, even though Levelhead's done really well, it largely done well because of the subscription platforms. Uh not necessarily because of just like selling and then we get this comment on steam every so often right where it's like if you're looking at steam numbers you won't see the fact that there's thousands of people playing because they're not playing on steam and so this has just bugged the shit out of me uh it it bugged me a little bit during crashman's days even uh because you we we would get those comments from people who were like oh it's a mobile game because it was cute and it had like a top-down aesthetic and then not much really going on you know frankly beyond that um and i'm just i'm I am so over it that I'm going to <laughs> grab people by the
1: eyeballs,
0: and I'm just saying, you Make "Look them at this!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So that's so that's honestly like that's our our big focus for 2021 is we're, we we got to dig down, lay some new foundations, think differently, you know? think differently, so that so that when we unveil Crashlands two, that even people who didn't know about Crashlands 1, see this game, and are just pumped beyond belief. Mm -hmm. Like, we want to be the game that people are deleting every other game from their (laughs) wish list to make sure that they get in a raffle. I mean, not uh that I think, not that I want people to, you know, be deleted from the wish lists, but like, if people are going to be deleted, how about it not be us? Yep. Well, yeah. You know? that and, and we would be always nice. talk about how,
0: <laughs> yeah, we always talk about how in the game space, like the reality is that, that indie games largely aren't actually competing with each other um, in a meaningful way, but also indie games aren't competing with AAA in a meaningful way. Yeah. But there are exceptions to this, right? There are exceptions where there are particular games that, that when that game is available, like people will get that and nothing else. And like that, that is actually true. And, you know it would be nice to be that like not nice for everybody else like and i hate the idea that that's the outcome for everybody else right but man it would be nice to have that game
1: you know mm-hmm. yeah so and, and of course we know that like that that level is an absolute long shot because that level of of fervor is almost exclusively reserved for upcoming triple a titles mm-hmm. but we want to try to but not exclusively because then you've got the valleys to,
0: and you've got you know you've yeah. got
1: the other games So we want to try to work our way toward that. Uh, And and honestly, this is something I've been thinking about, too. I think we have a big problem because we're from Iowa. Like, yep our our culture in the Midwest is all about, like, just work hard and don't be too flashy about things. Do it it right.
0: (laughs) Do it right. But don't tell anybody. Don't let them know.
1: Yeah, because that's not, yeah, you know, that's nobody likes a braggart, nope. you know? You uh, so, this does thunder.
0: bring us to our theme for 2021. That's true. Ooh, do we want to unveil it? I mean, this is yeah. a good transition because we really just, we, I love it.
1: We captured the whole year. All right. So, the theme for 2021 is 2021 dunk on everyone. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. What, is it, what does it mean to dunk? Dunking is an unnecessary thing. Right, like you could get that ball in that hoop a large number of ways, and frankly, getting that close to the basket, having to travel that far, uh, it's dangerous mm-hmm. up there. It's you bring your you wrists know?
0: on there too, because you're gonna slap your wrists against the the rim. You can you know? shatter the yeah. backboard, you know. Yeah, and yeah. if
1: we want to really get into some some basketball metaphors here, you know, people are nowadays kind of bemoaning the loss of the dunk because people are shooting so many three pointers nowadays because they're just more efficient. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, but. But nobody remembers the flashy three pointers because three pointers aren't flashy. People remember the dunks. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, because the dunk is specifically
0: uh, a person leaping over all of the other people.
1: It's a, it's bombastic. It is. It's a, it is a show off, flashy move that didn't need to happen, but oh boy, is it fucking cool. (laughs) So, so it does still get the
0: job done, importantly, right? It does get the job done. Yeah. You still
1: get the the ball, ball. Yep. The ball goes. If you get there, it's going in. It's well, they, going in. the other part too is that actually,
0: it's more. It's less effective than a three pointer because harder to pull off, fewer points, right? But it's so much more spectacular that you want that. You want to sell more tickets. Dunk.
1: Yeah, sells Pe- more dunks. Sell tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Three pointers. People don't come sell to see Jordan dunking on people, yeah. not whoever nowadays shoots all the three pointers. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. which is it's a, uh, this is an
0: important lesson, right? Because like. As we're talking about, it doesn't matter if your game is fucking stellar, right? It, like, literally,
1: like what matters is how much do people it, want it? What matters know? is how much is your game dunking yeah. on people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on the rest of the games? Uh, so, so 2021, the idea here is this is the year of figuring out not just how to be good at something, but how to show off, mm-hmm. how to get to a place where other people see how good you are at what you're doing mm-hmm. and they're like damn that's fucking dope yep yep. that's what 20, 2021 is all you know, about because
0: you're also like we've all been trapped indoors for the most part for all of 2020 and hopefully that'll change you know within the next couple of months of 2021 uh, or or at least by ha- halfway through it which is through like the what year, what the timeline yeah. looks like so you know there's also there's going to be kind of a you know a re-emergence thing sort of a theme going on anyways so rather come than- out of your cocoon Doing, yeah. dunk.
1: doing yep. a dunk. Doing a dunk.
0: So that's, that's what we're going to be focusing on for next year. Now, I'm going to knock on some wood because who God knows what hell we have wrought. Yeah, what, what's, the,
1: what's, the, what's, the monkey, what's the monkey paw consequence of this? I think the con- the, probably the monkey paw scenario is somehow by, by revealing Crashlands 2, we sort of tear a black hole in the universe mm-hmm. and dismantle the entire global economy.
0: Yeah, or we somehow break our wrists on the rims. You know. Yep.
1: Does that happen? That's. I mean. I guess it could. I don't see why. Definitely.
0: It could. I don't think that happens. I think that you're more likely to break the backboard. Mm, I think get glass in your eye.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but it's cool though. So, I mean, it's yeah. awesome. It sells a lot of tickets. <laughs> that would sell a lot of tickets, would it? Man, did you see how hard that guy dunked? Did you <laughs> see, see how exploded? all the blood?
0: I mean, he think exploded about it. the like,
1: backboard. They have they
0: have dunking contests that people watch because it's fucking awesome to watch. You don't have a three-point contest because yeah. it's it's just like a grace. I mean, it's a good it's a good display of skill, but it's not nearly as fucking cool. You
1: yeah, know? it's impressive, yeah, you know, it's,
0: but not exciting. Yeah, you
1: know they bring fans up onto the the court and they put a big pa- foam pad down and a trampoline so that they can try to dunk. Mm-hmm. They don't just hand them a ball and say try to shoot a three-pointer. Nobody cares about that. It's all about dunks. Twenty twenty-one dunk on everyone. <laughs> right now, we're all sort of a. Uh, Sort of soft, squishy caterpillars in our cocoon, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: our cocoon of working from home. By the time twenty twenty one comes out, we're going to be flying as as butterflies. Yep. And you know why butterflies fly? So they can dunk.
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. You know? That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is it is pointless for a butterfly to be neon blue. In fact, it's a bad idea.
0: Definitely. Everything honestly. can just see it.
1: Everything can just see it. But you know what butterflies are doing? They're dunking. They're mm-hmm. dunking on everyone because they don't give a fuck yeah. that, that they are neon orange and blue because uh, they're still just – they're still around. Yep, They're still surviving. They're still doing it because they don't give a shit.
0: Peacocks, <laughs> male peacocks, those big-ass feathers that they have makes it so they fly like shit. They can barely yeah, fly the, at all.
1: They're like, these feathers, total death trap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But look how dope I look. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And hey, look, and hey, look, I'm still alive. I'm still alive somehow. Despite I mean, you're how hard them, I'm trying to not be, you know? Like, yeah, can you believe this? Just well, it's just a different remember. tactic. Because, like, yeah, you can get real fast and be able to, like, run away or fly away. But it's even more awesome if a big creature comes up to eat you and you just fan out a f- fabulous tail. And then it's like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening. And it just fucking <laughs> leaves, you know? Yep. Yep. That's there's different methods, you know. That's we're the nature
1: equivalent of a dunk.
0: Yeah, we're going to move into the dunking territory because, frankly, yeah. we've been shoot, we've been shooting threes. We've
1: been trying to be very efficient. You know, I'm here, uh, yeah. we've been,
0: I'm just here. We've to been pull going. Some we've been strikes.
1: going for yeah. We've been going for. We've been trying to play the game based on the formula. You know, get the most points in the most efficient way possible. It's about DevOps. It's about tight gameplay mechanics. You know, it's about good balance and all that. But now. It's about the Flash. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we'll still, we'll still go for having good gameplay and shit. Well, just because we have it. You know, you know. We've got that part covered now, so we're not worried about that part. Uh, all right. Well, let's get on to some questions, you guys. Let's do it. do some questions? Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. These questions come from our listeners over at podcast.bscotch.net. These are the last questions of 20Blendy. The first question comes from Chalosis who says, What is a design choice? What have you pushed hard for? That ended up being totally wrong once it was implemented. I love stories like that.
0: Mm. Levelhead, there's a there's actually a bunch of interesting ones. I've also been I've I've gone back and listened to some of our old podcast episodes from basically around the early access launch. And and I'm so if you want to hear those, like just just go back about a year and a half and listen because every fucking episode is like, Ooh, we realized we fucked this one up. Right. <laughs> and, but but, yeah. each, but the fun thing was, is that each one of those design decisions were arguments. Right. Cause like, and then again, the, for us, argument is, is reaching a consensus by, you know, mm-hmm. by, so, so it's not that, so, but it is always the case that one person like really believes a thing and then everybody else gets bought in. Right. Uh, and there's a, there's a bunch of them. There's a bunch of like, like, because originally we, we made it so that, uh, you had to unlock all the content, um, in level 1 via, via the campaign via the campaign uh and, and i was and, very pro that you know i was like yeah. yeah and i think i was i'm pretty sure i, I was think also, all three of us were we were like i, I mean we might have all been that um, way you can you know you because people don't know what our stuff is we had a lot of good reasons yeah you know and but, then but also we had the the checkpoints it used to be finite right mm-hmm. and that was that one particularly like sam was really into and like yep. and i in particularly hated right and uh and we and so we had this like back and forth and back and forth and eventually we decided. Because the players just also hated it, too. And so like, <laughs> yeah, we, we got rid of it. I was very right. wrong, yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> well, I, I would say, though, I would I would take a step back on this question, though. And I would say, I don't think any of us necessarily push hard for a particular design choice. Uh, like, we all have reasons. And, and so things like the checkpoint is kind of a, Sam liked it, Adam didn't like it, and I was kind of ne- neutral about it. Mm-hmm. Um and we all had good reasons for our positions. Yeah. Uh because yeah, none of us like
0: I didn't think Sam was wrong like necessarily. Yep, I didn't but, think that I was right necessarily, right? It was just that there was I had there was a bunch of things that were just incompatible. Like some ideas that Sam had about what things meant and how they worked mm-hmm. weren't compatible with how I thought things worked. And they most revolved around like what do we mean by difficulty? Right? That was actually what the real problem was. Yeah. and and what does it mean for something to be difficult and to add and, and like where the difficulty comes from. And eventually once we saw how players reacted to it, we collaboratively were, like came up with a new way to think about difficulty based mm-hmm. on that intersection of how we both thought about the problem and then how we saw it play out in in real time. And that and that conclusion wasn't the one that I had reached by myself, right? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't that I was right. And that Sam was wrong. It was well, this, yeah, these are the trickiest ones, honestly. Yeah. It's when it's when you everybody recognizes that someone has a piece of it, but you're like, but which piece is the is like the yeah. the important one given the context of this particular yeah. game and like what players expect and all that stuff. And that's where it gets real real dicey. Because at some point you just gotta be like, I maybe this is just a better choice because it's supposed to be this kind of game. So let's try that. And that's honestly yeah. where having playtesters come in is like the fucking best because Yep. I've actually realized too that in so I've been playing a lot of games on Game Pass, right? And also just I I think this year I played more I've played more games this past year than I think I've probably played cumulatively in honestly like five fucking years. Like I've just i picked them up, I've tried them, uh given it like you know half an hour to an hour. If it hooks me, I'm just there for it. And if it doesn't, then I'm just not. And so believe it or not, the most frequent time when I'm like, yeah, fuck this is the first time I die. Yep, yep. yep. Because so often, the first time you die, you're like, okay, now, like, this is the point where I'm reevaluating. like, okay, what do I have to look forward to? Like, is this, is it worth what's it? How the, hard is it to get back? the consequence of death? Yeah. Yeah. How hard does it get back to where I was? Uh, and yeah, honestly, like, 90% of the quits are, happen right after death. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a really, a really important note, which is like, in the, the original idea for level head was with these limited point checkpoints. If you died, sometimes you would get reset all the way back to the beginning of the level. And like, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was great because I was like, I mean, it's but it's hard, you know, and then you get to it, – it ups the tension. And I'm like, this game is already tense as fuck. I mean, that's, that's the reality there. It was like, oh, we already have – the floor of this is already actually high enough to get that feeling. Mm-hmm. We don't need to push it any further. Uh, but that was – yeah, it was something we
1: – Yeah, and we kind of developed even rules over the course of that of like, you know, of what it's okay to make someone replay.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, because it turned out that like, not only does it suck to replay a whole level, sometimes it sucks to replay even three percent of a level if it's the wrong three <laughs> <Yeah>. percent. So say
0: <laughs> you, say you know? have to go. If, say if you hit a you hit a power up uh, after you get a checkpoint, like right after. But to do so, you got to jump so like annoying. once or twice. Oh god, yeah. it's just the most annoying thing. Just move the fucking power up, put it right before mm-hmm. the checkpoint, so I can get it, hit the checkpoint, and then move on with my life. this is habit. actually when I quit control. Um, which I, so I picked up control, I don't know, a year ago, probably, um, on Epic. Cause it was, it was like one of those rare times where I was just like, I want to play like one of the big titles. It you did know? win everything. And so, yeah. And it won everything. It had just won a whole bunch of shit. And I was like, let me, let me give this thing a shot. And fucking stellar. Like I love the whole up and down. I love the whole thing. Um, but I got to this moment where there was a boss fight and to get to it, I had to just like run for a minute. Like across and I had up fight some like little minor enemies, you know, like uh like so I had to like run across this thing, fight a few minor enemies, like go up an elevator, and then like walk into this, you know, spectacular boss fight scenario. And then each time I got in there, like I died within, you know, ten to twenty seconds. So I did it like three times. And then that fourth time I was getting ready to run across this fucking, you know, bridge again, and I was like I want to do this and so I haven't played since I just turned it off and I haven't played it again right uh, so yeah like that placement is so fucking important it's brutal that's absolutely brutal yeah. as a designer too right because you're like I have so much game for you and then you you could just uh, yeah like, well that's the thing too is like there's so much your, yeah yeah. I, like, I've like i literally I've probably played like a quarter of that game actually um, and which was still a like solid like I don't know six or ten hours I'm like um, like I played a solid amount of that game and, and again just loved it, but they, but it got to that point where it just it suddenly became not worth it uh for what is actually frankly a minor thing right but but those minor things can have enormous consequence yeah. so there's yeah. that one uh guess there,
1: those, those two with level head uh we've had it there's, there's one ton- that I can think of for mm-hmm. crashlands, which I still don't think it was i don't think it was wrong, but I also now, don't know if it mattered as much as we thought it did at the time. Which was—is it the cowering animals one, or is it something else? No, that one. I th- I think we did the right call of removing. <sighs> oh, no, it was it was uh, the requirement that you have to put floors mm, down yeah, yeah. to yeah. build a base, to, or to put items down in yep. Crashlands. So, this was one where Sam actually did push hard for this one. Yeah, Adam and I were like, eh, I don't know about this, and it was like a two-hour debate. Of how like, if you make people put floors down first, then there's an extra cost of placing things, and people will be more likely to then sort of like once they've started laying floors, then they've got the start of a base, and they'll actually sort of. Because we made
0: right, because we made build mode really easy, so we're like, if we make you sort of participate,
1: yeah, then Um, yeah. And, and, and before we did that, a lot of the behavior was people would not build any floors, and they would just uh, lay down, like, just a workstation in the middle, floating in the middle of, of nowhere, <laughs> right? Um, it
0: didn't make people feel like they actually had a base, I guess is the short of it. And a lot of times, yeah. I think the behavior at that point trended much more toward just carrying the Nomad version, which some people do play Crash Sense as, but you just carry your stations with you and put them down whenever you need them, as opposed to having a base,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it, it actually turned out that probably the, the timer system on the workstations was the bigger driving factor for making people create a base because you would you, – you can't just like place a station, start a five-minute craft and then wander off and go back and find the station again, right? Like you want to put your stuff in a place that you can easily return to, right? So you can like start building a bunch of stuff go harvest and then when you port back to your base or whatever the well, then also, once you have 3 it, right?
0: stations and 4 pets and like yeah, just uh, yeah. over time you accumulate enough stuff that having to like slap it all down again, every time you want to access it, it mm-hmm. starts to
1: become. Yeah. Hard. Yeah. So it, it does become annoying to like rebuild your whole base just so you can like craft a thing. So people would end up building a base cause it's convenient. Right. And then maybe once they've done that, some people would go on to decorate it and lay down a bunch of like, mm-hmm. build a bunch of golden floors and like trophies and, and furniture and stuff. And some people just didn't care for that, that side of things. And they participated in like the, the most minimal way possible. Um, and so, so I, I've, I don't know. I feel like I at the time that it's, that
0: it's required, a hundred percent, I still maintain <laughs> to, because, to put floors yeah, down. Yeah, because of the, actually because of because of the timers. So it's sort of a it's the same, but because I imagine, um, I imagine the scenario where where you don't have to put down floors ahead of time when you, for, for example, put down your first station, and then the, and then you build something that takes you know thirty seconds. Uh, at that point, you actually have you now have a secondary, you know, what's called an orthogonal loop in games, which is. Something that you can start building on and progressing on that has is not related to any of the main sort of line of, of stuff, which is essentially building a base it becomes like I guess I could do this because there's actually there's essentially a miniature base built, which consists of floors and and some objects, right? Yeah, um, you
1: started building a base,
0: yeah, and so I think it gives yeah. it, it to me. It's that sort of uh, it's it's the benefit of like mirrored elevator doors and stuff like that, where it's like it provides just enough of another thing to think about that you're not going to be. Thinking only about the timer and how annoyed you are that there's a timer counting down that you have to wait for, you know what I mean? Because you got something to go do.
1: Well, yeah, I, I think I think you're right that it it helps. I don't. I still don't know if it's required. You know, uh, I think a few things are required, but I think I think the design. I
0: think the design uh, outcome is is actually. It was a
1: good. I think it was a, a decent. Net,
0: yeah, I think it's a yeah. net. I think it's a net positive. I think I think in the absence of it. I think there are there are certain parts of the 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 game experience that would have been uh, more annoying, more whatever, because it, it, it changes the framing, and that was the important consequence yeah. of it, right?
1: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But, but the point still here is still contentious. That so we still, still don't we still don't necessarily know because it's hard to measure it. You can't. We, we, we always joke about like you can't get branch the universe. You know, we make a decision at some point in time. And whatever happens as a consequence of that decision happens. And also, we don't actually know what happened as a consequence of that decision. We just know what happened sort of in total Mm -hmm, as a consequence of all of our decisions. Um, So –
0: Well, I do want to revisit the brief one that Adam mentioned, which was originally in Crashlands. Mm -hmm. The (laughs) animals wouldn't just sort of like explode in a a sort of pinata style when you killed them but They'd actually go down first, and then you—if you wanted to catch them, you had to get them down first, and then you had to do this little sort of catching mini game. So they go into this sort of like cowering state, right? Like but it was a, zero health. It was a cowering like, "I'm not doing anything to you, and I'm terrified." Look, state. Okay, that, <laughs> it's the the wump, it is like literally shivering and crouched with its like ears down. You know, like the whole. Yep. The and whole then thing. when you hit it, then because we now know that it's like it's one hit away from. Death, it actually disengages. So you could either tame it or you can now finish it off.
1: Right. Now, in our defense, in our defense, we just made a live action representation of what happens in Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. Because in Pokemon, they're like, here's what you want to do. You want to fight this wild animal. You want to beat the shit out of it. You want to poison (laughs) it. Paralyze it. Basically just absolutely decimate its morale mm-hmm. to the point where it has given up the will to live. Then you imprison it yep. for life. Yeah. But, right? but, then,
0: but it's still like – but imprisoning it though is still different than like the brutal like decapitation. Well, or so that's basically right? what happens like we – because we knew that – we now had a kill shot moment. And so we were like, ooh, perfect place yeah. for some juice. And so flush- – Yeah, because if the outcome was only that – like once you get to that level, now you can tame it. Right. That's a very different vibe because now it's like, right. It's like Pokemon. It's a very different vibe than like. Than or, executing it. But you can. Execute well,
1: but, but again, I mean, what happens in Pokemon if you don't catch a wild animal? You do kill it. Right. Like it, it you faints.
0: Do, it faints. I think to Adam's the to point, it is not shivering and scared. Yeah. At the end. Well, is, but
1: do we know that about the wild Pokemon?
0: They do faint. You it says they the, faint. The,
1: point, the point is it doesn't actually matter because
0: it, it's, 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 what, it's what consequences of your actions you feel. Well, I yeah. guess more importantly, to, to fully render the picture here, Flux would do like jump in the air, do like a sick flip, and then just like bash this creature who's cowering on the ground, and then we left a blood splatter behind. It would okay. explode yeah. <laughs>
1: into loot, There'd be like a blood splatter <laughs> on the ground, which yeah, it, was, you oh, know. it was. It was way too much. Yeah,
0: so like so I experienced it because I hadn't because this was like right when I joined the team, and I and I played and I had that experience, and I was like. Guys, this is horrible. This is, a, <laughs> this is a
1: terrible thing that you have done. <laughs> and, and, and we're uh, like, it's just Pokemon. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's just like this, Pokemon.
0: Uh, we had such a long, yeah, we had we a did. long, a long argument about that. Um, and I can't remember what finally like got us to to get rid of it. But, um, but well, it was- no, the
1: the problem was actually we we felt like we were constrained by the mechanics of the of the capture game yeah, because yeah. we were like we were like, here's the thing: you can tame creatures. We need a way for you to enter taming mode that exists outside of combat and the most like obvious way to do that is to have some state where the creature can be captured and is no longer trying to kill you Mm -hmm. which naturally was an extension of yeah just like get its health to zero and now it's Mm tameable you can either choose to tame it or choose to defeat it right uh but yeah that so once once we flipped over that that conversation actually led to the eggs. Yep. Where we yeah. were like, what if you instead of capturing one, you just raised one from a baby? You know, kind of
0: avoid all these horrific mm-hmm. problems. You know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Because it also is the case it that changes you
0: know, the tone, like because because now you're raising a baby animal. You know, and it's like as opposed to whatever, versus <laughs> opposed like subduing, a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> brutally subduing a creature, and yeah, yeah, it's
1: a yeah. Very different so vibe. I mean, I it was a good it was a good change. <laughs> yeah
0: overall. <laughs> yeah. <The emotional laughs> trying to say, we've had many of these. Yeah. But there have been a lot of many, many uh in fact, every single design decision that has ever been made uh was a point of contention between some subset of of the team. Mm-hmm. Uh and and many of them are still today. Uh in particular in retrospect, right? Because then you look back at yeah. all this shit and it's like, hmm, I don't know about I don't know about what we did here, you know? <laughs> uh yeah,
1: And at the very minimum, everything that goes into the game is, on some level, a point of contention between visuals and optimization. Oh, yeah, that's know, true. Of, of Sam, Sam being like, check out this fucking dope thing I made. And then I come in and I'm like, but actually, texture space and CPU problems and draw calls. So and let's- then I'm
0: like, but actually, look, at these seven other games that have way more texture space and they run fine. And then Seth's like, but actually. And then we're just, now we're both butts. Yeah. You know?
1: Yep. We're just we're just he- butting heads. That's know? why they call it butting heads. Uh, and, then, uh mm-hmm. and eventually we land somewhere in the middle, you know, mm-hmm. where uh where we're we're optimizing for, you know, something that both of us can get behind. Mm-hmm. So so it's it's I would say it's very rare that somebody just says, here's something I want to do, and everybody else says, perfect, that exactly aligns with everything that I'm doing. <laughs> yes. It's not gonna yep. cause me any problems. Uh and I can't really foresee why this would be why well, this would have any downsides? Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that never
0: happens. Well, I mean, it's it's the whole problem with like just surrounding yourself with with yes people, right? Because like if there isn't a point of contention, then you're not going to have the best possible outcome. Mm-hmm. You know, you won't anyway because it's not a thing you get to have. But but you're gonna you're gonna have a better outcome if you if you get surround yourself with it. people who like. Who evaluate what you do, you know, yep. and like what in your ideas, because because collaboratively you get to come at things with more angles.
1: Um, you know, in economics, equilibrium is where the lines cross. Yeah. You know. Mm. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. But in
0: physics, e- equilibrium is death. Mm.
1: Mm. So mm.
0: so pick your metaphor. You know what I mean. So just pick do whatever you want.
1: All right, you guys. Well, that's all the time we have for this year. Yeah, I'm done. 2020 20, Blendy is over. We are going to get ready for 2021. Dunk on everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, as always, thank you all for listening. Uh, and thank, we'd like to thank all of our fans and players who uh, followed the podcast this year, who played Levelhead, played Crashlands, played all of our games. Uh, of course, you guys are all the reason that we do this anyway, because if, if you guys weren't here, well neither would we be. So yep. <laughs> uh, so thank everyone for supporting us through all this stuff and hopefully uh hopefully we have a great twenty twenty one coming up. We'd like to thank our producers, Fat Bard and Jen Koster, for putting uh, this episode together. And thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. To get more involved in the Butterscotch community, go to podcast.bscotch.net, where we have links to the Discord, a way for you to donate, and links to the podcast archives. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next year.
0: Goodbye.
1: Goodbye. Bye.